section one of lamia this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by bruce kachuk lamia by john keats section one upon a time before the fairy broods drove nymph and satyr from the prosperous woods before king oberon's bright diadem sceptre and mantle clasped with dewy gem frighted away the dryads and the fawns from rushes green and brakes and cowslipped lawns the ever smitten hermes empty left his golden throne bent warm on amorous theft from high olympus he had stolen light on this side of jove's clouds to escape the sight of his great summoner and made retreat into a forest on the shores of crete for somewhere in that sacred island dwelt a nymph to whom all hoofed satyrs knelt at whose white feet the languid tritons poured pearls while on land they withered and adored fast by the springs where she to bathe was wont and in those meads where sometimes she might haunt were strewn rich gifts unknown to any muse though fancy's casket were unlocked to choose ah what a world of love was at her feet so hermes thought and a celestial heat burnt from his winged heels to either ear that from a whiteness as the lily clear blushed into roses mid his golden hair fallen in jealous curls about his shoulders bare from vale to vale from wood to wood he flew breathing upon the flowers his passion knew and wound with many a river to its head to find where this sweet nymph prepared her secret bed in vain the sweet nymph might nowhere be found and so he rested on the lonely ground pensive and full of painful jealousies of the wood gods and even the very trees there as he stood he heard a mournful voice such as once heard in gentle heart destroys all pain but pity thus the lone voice spake when from this wreathed tomb shall i awake when move in a sweet body fit for life and love and pleasure and the ruddy strife of hearts and lips ah miserable me the god dove-footed glided silently round bush and tree soft brushing in his speed the taller grasses and full-flowering weed until he found a palpitating snake bright and cirque couchant in a dusky brake she was a gordian shape of dazzling hue vermilion spotted golden green and blue striped like a zebra freckled like a pard eyed like a peacock and all crimson barred and full of silver moons that as she breathed dissolved or brighter shone or interwreathed their lustres with the gloomier tapestries so rainbow-sided touched with miseries she seemed at once some penanced lady elf some demon's mistress or the demon's self upon her crest she wore a wannish fire sprinkled with stars like ariadne's tire her head was serpent but ah bitter sweet she had a woman's mouth with all its pearls complete and for her eyes 
what could such eyes do there but weep and weep that they were born so fair as proserpine still weeps for her sicilian air her throat was serpent but the words she spake came as through bubbling honey for love's sake and thus while hermes on his pinions lay like a stooped falcon ere he takes his prey fair hermes crowned with feathers fluttering light i had a splendid dream of thee last night i saw thee sitting on a throne of gold among the gods upon olympus old the only sad one for thou didst not hear the soft lute-fingered muses chanting clear nor even apollo when he sang alone deaf to his throbbing throat's long long melodious moan i dreamt i saw thee robed in purple flakes break amorous through the clouds as morning breaks and swiftly as a bright phoebean dart strike for the cretan isle and here thou art too gentle hermes hast thou found the maid whereat the star of lethe not delayed his rosy eloquence and thus inquired thou smooth-lipped serpent surely high inspired thou beauteous wreath with melancholy eyes possess whatever bliss thou canst devise telling me only where my nymph is fled where she doth breathe bright planet thou hast said returned the snake but seal with oaths fair god i swear said hermes by my serpent rod and by thine eyes and by thy starry crown light flew his earnest words among the blossoms blown then thus again the brilliance feminine too frail of heart for this lost nymph of thine free as the air invisibly she strays about these thornless wilds her pleasant days she tastes unseen unseen her nimble feet leave traces in the grass and flowers sweet from weary tendrils and bowed branches green she plucks the fruit unseen she bathes unseen and by my power is her beauty veiled to keep it unaffronted unassailed by the love glances of unlovely eyes of satyrs fawns and bleared silenus sighs pale grew her immortality for woe of all these lovers and she grieved so i took compassion on her bade her steep her hair in weird syrups that would keep her loveliness invisible yet free to wander as she loves in liberty thou shalt behold her hermes thou alone if thou wilt as thou swearest grant my boon then once again the charmed god began an oath and through the serpent's ears it ran warm tremulous devout solterian ravished she lifted her circean head blushed a live damask and swift lisping said i was a woman let me have once more a woman's shape and charming as before i love a youth of corinth oh the bliss give me my woman's form and place me where he is stoop hermes let me breathe upon thy brow and thou shalt see thy sweet nymph even now 
the god on half-shut feathers sank serene she breathed upon his eyes and swift was seen of both the guarded nymph near smiling on the green it was no dream or say a dream it was real are the dreams of gods and smoothly pass their pleasures in a long immortal dream one warm flushed moment hovering it might seem dashed by the wood nymph's beauty so he burned then lighting on the printless verdure turned to the swooned serpent and with languid arm delicate put to proof the lithe caducian charm so done upon the nymph his eyes he bent full of adoring tears and blandishment and towards her stepped she like a moon in wane faded before him cowered nor could restrain her fearful sobs self-folding like a flower that faints into itself at evening hour but the god fostering her chilled hand she felt the warmth her eyelids opened bland and like new flowers at morning song of bees bloomed and gave up her honey to the lees into the green recessed woods they flew nor grew they pale as mortal lovers do left to herself the serpent now began to change her elfin blood in madness ran her mouth foamed and the grass therewith besprent withered at dew so sweet and virulent her eyes in torture fixed and anguish drear hot glazed and wide with lid lashes all sear flashed phosphor and sharp sparks without one cooling tear the colors all inflamed throughout her train she writhed about convulsed with scarlet pain a deep vulcanian yellow took the place of all her milder mooned body's grace and as the lava ravishes the mead spoilt all her silver mail and golden breed made gloom of all her frecklings streaks and bars eclipsed her crescents and licked up her stars so that in moments few she was undressed of all her sapphires greens and amethyst and rubious argent of all these bereft nothing but pain and ugliness were left still shone her crown that vanished also she melted and disappeared as suddenly and in the air her new voice luting soft cried lysias gentle lysias born aloft with the bright mists about the mountains hoar these words dissolved crete's forests heard no more whither fled lamia now a lady bright a full-born beauty new and exquisite she fled into that valley they pass o'er who go to corinth from sancreas shore and rested at the foot of those wild hills the rugged founts of the Peraean rills and of that other ridge whose barren back stretches with all its mist and cloudy rack southwestward to cleone there she stood about a young bird's flutter from a wood fair on a sloping green of mossy tread by a clear pool wherein she passionate to see herself escaped from so sore ills 
while her robes flaunted with the daffodils ah happy lysias for she was a maid more beautiful than ever twisted braid or sighed or blushed or on spring-flowered lee spread a green kirtle to the minstrelsy a virgin purest lipped yet in the lore of love deep learned to the red heart's core not one hour old yet of sciential brain to unperplex bliss from its neighbour pain to find their pettish limits and estrange their points of contact and swift counterchange intrigue with the specious chaos and dispart its most ambiguous atoms with sure art as though in cupid's college she had spent sweet days a lovely graduate still unshent and kept his rosy terms in idle languishment why this fair creature chose so fairly by the wayside to linger we shall see but first tis fit to tell how she could muse and dream when in the serpent prison-house of all she list strange or magnificent however where she willed her spirit went whether to faint elysium or where down through tress-lifting waves the nereids fair wind into thetis bower by many a pearly stair or where god bacchus drains his cups divine stretched out at ease beneath a glutinous pine or where in pluto's gardens palatine mulciber's columns gleam in far piazzian line and sometimes into cities she would send her dream with feast and rioting to blend and once while among mortals dreaming thus she saw the young corinthian lysias charioting foremost in the envious race like a young jove with calm uneager face and fell into a swooning love of him now on the moth time of that evening dim he would return that way as well she knew to corinth from the shore for freshly blew the eastern soft wind and his galley now grated the keystones with her brazen prow in port sancreus from aegina isle fresh anchored whither he had been a while to sacrifice to jove whose temple there waits with high marble doors for blood and incense rare jove heard his vows and bettered his desire for by some freakful chance he made retire from his companions and set forth to walk perhaps grown wearied of their corinth talk over the solitary hills he fared thoughtless at first but ere eve's star appeared his fantasy was lost where reason fades in the calmed twilight of platonic shades lamia beheld him coming near more near close to her passing in indifference drear his silent sandals swept the mossy green so neighbored to him and yet so unseen she stood he passed shut up in mysteries his mind wrapped like his mantle while her eyes followed his steps and her neck regal white turned syllabling thus ah lysias bright and will you leave me on the hills alone lysias look back and be some pity shown he did not with cold wonder fearingly but orpheus like at an eurydice 
for so delicious were the words she sung it seemed he had loved them a whole summer long and soon his eyes had drunk her beauty up leaving no drop in the bewildering cup and still the cup was full while he afraid lest she should vanish ere his lip had paid due adoration thus began to adore her soft look growing coy she saw his chain so sure leave thee alone look back ah goddess see whether my eyes can ever turn from thee for pity do not this sad heart belie even as thou vanishest so i shall die stay though a naiad of the rivers stay to thy far wishes will thy streams obey stay though the greenest woods be thy domain alone they can drink up the morning rain though a descended pleiad will not one of thine harmonious sisters keep in tune thy spheres and as thy silver proxy shine so sweetly to these ravished ears of mine came thy sweet greeting that if thou shouldst fade thy memory will waste me to a shade for pity do not melt if i should stay said lamia here upon this floor of clay and pain my steps upon these flowers too rough what canst thou say or do of charm enough to dull the nice remembrance of my home thou canst not ask me with thee here to roam over these hills and vales where no joy is empty of immortality and bliss thou art a scholar lysias and must know that finer spirits cannot breathe below in human climes and live alas poor youth what taste of purer air hast thou to soothe my essence what serener palaces where i may all my many senses please and by mysterious slights a hundred thirsts appease it cannot be adieu so said she rose tiptoe with white arms spread he sick to lose the amorous promise of her lone complain swooned murmuring of love and pale with pain the cruel lady without any show of sorrow for her tender favourite's woe but rather if her eyes could brighter be with brighter eyes and slow amenity put her new lips to his and gave afresh the life she had so tangled in her mesh and as he from one trance was wakening into another she began to sing happy in beauty life and love and everything a song of love too sweet for earthly lyres while like held breath the stars drew in their panting fires and then she whispered in such trembling tone as those who safe together met alone for the first time through many anguished days use other speech than looks bidding him raise his drooping head and clear his soul of doubt for that she was a woman and without any more subtle fluid in her veins than throbbing blood and that the self-same pains inhabited her frail strong heart as his and next she wondered how his eyes could miss her face so long in corinth where she said she dwelt but half retired and there had led days happy as the gold coin could invent without the aid of love yet in content 
till she saw him as once she passed him by where gainst a column he leant thoughtfully at venus temple porch mid baskets heaped of amorous herbs and flowers newly reaped late on that eve as twas the night before the adonian feast whereof she saw no more but wept alone those days for why should she adore lysias from death awoke into a maze to see her still and singing so sweet lays then from a maze into delight he fell to hear her whisper woman's lore so well and every word she spake enticed him on to unperplexed delight and pleasure known let the mad poets say whate'er they please of the sweets of fairies paris goddesses there is not such a treat among them all haunters of cavern lake and waterfall as a real woman lineal indeed from pyrrha's pebbles or old adam's seed thus gentle lamia judged and judged aright that lysias could not love in half a fright so threw the goddess off and won his heart more pleasantly by playing woman's part with no more awe than what her beauty gave that while it smote still guaranteed to save lysias to all made eloquent reply marrying to every word a twin-born sigh and last pointing to corinth asked her sweet if twas too far that night for her soft feet the way was short for lamia's eagerness made by a spell the triple league decrease to a few paces not at all surmised by blinded lysias so in her comprised they passed the city gates he knew not how so noiseless and he never thought to know as men talk in a dream so corinth all throughout her palaces imperial and all her populous streets and temples lewd muttered like tempest in the distance brood to the wide-spread at night above her towers men women rich and poor in the cool hours shuffled their sandals o'er the pavement white companioned or alone while many a light flared here and there from wealthy festivals and threw their moving shadows on the walls or found them clustered in the corniced shade of some arched temple door or dusky colonnade muffling his face of greeting friends in fear her fingers he pressed hard as one came near with curled grey beard sharp eyes and smooth bald crown slow stepped and robed in philosophic gown lysias shrank closer as they met and passed into his mantle adding wings to haste while hurried lamia trembled ah said he why do you shudder love so ruefully why does your tender palm dissolve in dew i'm wearied said fair lamia tell me who is that old man i cannot bring to mind his features lysias wherefore did you blind yourself from his quick eyes lysias replied tis apollonius sage my trusty guide and good instructor but to-night he seems the ghost of folly haunting my sweet dreams while yet he spake they had arrived before a pillared porch with lofty portal door 
where hung a silver lamp whose phosphor glow reflected in the slabbed steps below mild as a star in water for so new and so unsullied was the marble's hue so through the crystal polish liquid fine ran the dark veins that none but feet divine could e'er have touched there sounds aeolian breathed from the hinges as the ample span of the wide doors disclosed a place unknown some time to any but those two alone and a few persian mutes who that same year were seen about the markets none knew where they could inhabit the most curious were foiled who watched to trace them to their house and but the flitter-winged verse must tell for truth's sake what woe afterwards befell twould humour many a heart to leave them thus shut from the busy world of more incredulous End of section one